Hey everybody, it's again Saturday. It's every Saturday I do a sort of informal episode of Against Everyone with Connor Abib talking about uh, things that are in development for me. You might notice that it's not a Saturday when this is coming out unless you're in like Australia or Vietnam or something. Um, but I'm doing that to uh, give you a heads up about my course, God, Sex, Death with Caitlin Doty and Peter Rollins uh, this coming Sunday, January 20th, uh, online. And you can still sign up for this course. There are still tickets available at varying different levels. Um, it's going to be awesome. So Caitlin Doty and Peter Rollins have both been guests on the show. Caitlin is the host of the wildly popular YouTube show, Ask a Mortician, um, and also the best-selling author of Smoke Gets in Your Eyes, uh, and also From Here to Eternity. She is a mortician. She runs a death positivity organization, uh, The Order of the Good Death, and also Undertaking LA, uh, which is a funeral home here in Los Angeles. Peter is a theologian and a philosopher. You just saw him or listened to him on Against Everyone with Connor Abib talking about the state of philosophy 2019. And uh, we, uh, we discuss all sorts of stuff there, but Peter mostly writes about God and theology and belief. He's written so many books that are out there that are amazing. The Orthodox Heretic, Insurrection, The Divine Magician, How Not to Talk About God, on and on. He always approaches theology and God from his psychoanalytic philosophical viewpoint. This event is unlike any other event that I, Caitlin, and Peter have done. Why? Because while well, we're talking about God, sex, death, but we're swapping topics. So I, as the sex person, um, <laughs> will be talking about God. Peter will be talking about uh, death and Caitlin will be talking about sex. We'll each give very short lectures uh, and then we'll challenge each other. So uh, after Caitlin talks, she's gonna sort of bring a question to me and Peter to talk over. Um, after I talk, me and Caitlin and uh, Peter will talk over it and what I sort of challenge them with. And when Peter's done talking, then Caitlin and I will talk about it. So, you know, that's how it works. Um, and then we're gonna have a Q&A with everybody in the audience. You can sign up for just 15 bucks. Um, there's really just about a day and a half left to get these tickets. Uh, there are still tickets left. And if you sign up at the higher levels, you will also get a curated uh, God, Sex, Death book list from all three of us. And um, a you can also get uh, personalized videos. Um, by personalized, I mean they're going to feel very personal. <laughs> We're each going to do like a short video and we'll send those out with a God tip a sex tip and a death tip. Uh, I think that all just sounds sexual, but <laughs> from us. Um, last time on Against Saturdays, I talked about the occult significance of death because, you know, since I'm talking about uh, God uh, in this, uh, I wanted to talk in the course, I wanted to talk about the two other things that uh, I'm not talking about. Uh, so I talked about death last time, and I'm going to talk about sex a little bit this time, and three views on sex that I have that are really uh, underlie a lot of my beliefs and perspectives and philosophies and politics, um, because sex is something that has led me through uh, politics, that has led me through all sorts of things, actually. Uh, sex, for me, has been a great teacher in life. 
And that would be one of the uh, <laughs> perspectives, one of the three that I was going to talk about, uh, that sex is a teacher, that sex is a mystery, that you can always learn more from sex than about sex. It's always one step ahead of you. But that's not one of my points. So that's like a bonus point for you. <laughs> um, I do want to talk about uh, three perspectives that I have that I think could really enrich uh, the world um, in general, but especially when it comes to considering and thinking about sex. Um, so let me just start. So three perspectives that I have on sex. And then, uh, so then you've heard me speak about death. And on Sunday, when you come to the course, you can hear me speak about God. Oh, and I just wanted to say before I give you my three sex perspectives, my three very sexy perspectives, um, that uh, if you can't attend the time of or the date of, when you buy a ticket, you get exclusive 90-day access to the course. So you don't have to worry, oh, I want to uh, sign up, but I don't think I'm going to be able to attend this Sunday morning because I have church or I'm getting laid or I'm dying. Uh, <laughs> but you, I mean, I guess if you die, you probably won't be able to access the 90 days uh uh, of the recording, but well, who knows? One does not ever know, do we? Okay, so um, all the uh, the links for that will just be on connorhabib.com. I realized that I was just going to go through this whole thing and not tell you where to get the tickets. Connorhabib.com. Uh, there's a God, Sex, Death menu item there, and there's also a post, but you can just go to the menu item and that'll take you uh, right to the site to buy the tickets. So connorhabib.com. For God, sex, death. All right, really, here I go now. Um, so three perspectives on sex that I have. The first, um, it's sort of a thing I say often um, and was the first sentence of a book that I wrote that never came out, um, which maybe I'll talk about that someday too. I talked about it on Pete Holmes's podcast, You Made It Weird, a little while ago. Um, but the, uh, the thing I say a lot is if you ever want to know how somebody feels about freedom, start talking about sex. And the reason I say that is that sex is a nexus of all the factors about us that make us individual. Sex is the most individual thing about us. So that's my first point. Sex is the most individual thing about us, but I like saying it more uh, the sort of soundbitey, catchy way I said, if you ever want to know how somebody feels about freedom, start talking about sex. Um, so think about all the things that go into uh, your sexual desires, your desire set, and uh, what you're drawn to, what you're repulsed by sexually, the shape of your body, um, where you grew up, how you're raised, your religious dimensions, um, just your personality as it evolves and changes over time, as well as your body, as well as what your body is able to do and how it's able to function sexually and not function or do sexually. Um, of course, your race, your class, your uh, sexuality, um, all those sorts of things, they all play in. Now you might say, well, isn't that sort of true of everything? But it's really not. Your sexual desires are completely not understandable to other people, and sometimes not even understandable to yourself. Uh, they run on their own without you knowing. You know, sometimes you can be aroused and have no idea why you've been aroused. Uh, or you can be repulsed sexually too and not know why, not really be able to explore that. But certainly others don't understand. So you could 
you know, for instance, be walking down the street with a friend and say, uh, oh, look at that guy or look at that woman. Are they so hot? And your friend says, ugh, him, her, you know, uh, unbridgeable not understandable to others and sometimes we're afraid of those desires because they are so individual why am i you might ask yourself attracted to 55 year old men who have tattoos on their backs <laughs> why am i drawn to people's ankles why do i like uh peeing on people in the bathtub whatever it might be um the acts the attractions they all become extremely individual. So when we start talking about politics and freedom, if you start talking about sex, we're talking about questions of individuals. And it's individuals interacting with other individuals. So the completely individual multiplicity of factors coming together in one person, meeting those of another or an imagined other or another that's on a screen whatever it might be, um, that I think that that's something that's really important for us to consider, that it's an individual nexus of all factors, meaning with an individual nexus of all factors. Those are two separate universes almost. So when we talk about freedom, we're talking about, in a lot of ways, what we allow and disallow, what we accept what we don't accept, what we give compassion to, and what we demand to destroy um, when it comes to sex, when it comes to sexual beings. So if you are ever in a conversation with somebody about politics, start talking about sex and see what happens. You'll find out where their priorities are real quickly. It's one of my favorite tricks. <laughs> okay, so uh, the second thing I want to say is that sex is everywhere and always. Sex is everywhere and always. There's no such thing as a space that is not sexual. Why? Well, there's just the first part, that sex is constitutive of being human. So anywhere that a human being is, there's sex, because sex has created human beings. So even if someone is, you know, has an asexual identity or identifies as asexual, they're still a sexual being because they've been created by sex acts. And of course, asexual people also have sex and masturbate and all that. It's uh, not quite as uh, easy to pin down as just, oh, that's someone who doesn't have sex. It's not true. But when I talk about that, you know, I want us to begin to see sex as something that's uh, inextricable from reality. One, like I said, because it constitutes human beings. It's not just like any other thing in the world. It constitutes us. We cannot exist without it. But more to the point, when I'm talking about sex, I'm talking about the drawing toward and the pushing away uh, from things, the drawing towards the attraction and the repulsion, the contraction and the expansion, that's libido, that's desire, that's drive, whatever terms we want to put on it, it has a sexual feeling to it. If I, for instance, enter a room and it makes me feel uncomfortable, that comfort is felt and discomfort is felt bodily. You know, it's felt psychically as well. So there's this intersection of the psyche and the body. If I see a building and it reminds me of a dick, you know, because <laughs> it's huge and throbbing and just, 
come shooting out of the top or whatever <laughs> I, I would like to see that building but you you know you you are associating things with your sexual imagination and again that can turn on and off it's something that you learn you know I'll, I'll say just from my own experience you learn as a teenage boy when someone uh, says the word linoleum or does you know is adding stuff on the board in algebra class or whatever and suddenly you find yourself aroused by cues that you did not understand could arouse you um, and you can eroticize things sometimes you uh, find out that the erotic potential was in a, a place where you didn't expect it to be being spanked as a child for instance might lead not always of course and I don't know what the, the uh, percentages are but it might lead to you wanting to be spanked as an adult or maybe being spanked as an adult uh, is has something to do with never being touched as a child, not being held by your parents or something like that. So you desire uh, an intense kind of touch that's momentary because that's the kind of touch you can stand, right? So our psychologies don't just relate things to sex because they seem on the surface to be sexual, but we resolve things through sex. We resolve things through desire, through attraction and repulsion. So sex is everywhere. It's pulsing through every single moment. It's not ever escapable. It's with us. We're an echo of it. Uh, and I, you know, the way I say it is, you know, sex is everyone's big bang. First there was nothing you know <laughs> and then I, I also think it's like a really good way to peer in on those creation myths that were like before the universe existed these two spiritual beings had sex and created the universe well where did those beings exist see sex creates time okay the last thing I want to say is that sex is not immersive so this can clear a lot of problems about thinking about sex up really quickly. Sex is not immersive. Sex entails thought. So the way that we're presented sex all the time, especially by Hollywood movies, which are much guiltier of this than pornography, is that two people, you know, burst into a hotel room, wrapped around each other, making out, and, you know, one swipes, you know, to turn the light off and smashes the lamp on the floor, and then they're on the floor having sex and they get on the bed and they're having sex and we see little clips of different parts of their bodies here and there and the thing is like well sometimes sex is like that but mostly sex entails thinking sex entails thought happening as it's going on uh, am I doing this right what does my hair look like um, am I comfortable? Am I uncomfortable? What was I supposed to do tomorrow? Shit, I can't forget that. Oh, this feels so good. Does this blowjob make me look fat? You know, so on and so on. It just, it, you're always thinking during sex, except for rare instances where you have an immersive kind of experience that obliterates the propensity to think. But I don't think that that kind of sex is more desirable or should be privileged. It's rarer, and that's it. It's a rarer sexual experience. Mostly, we end up thinking during sex, and that gives us an incredible tool, because if we don't dismiss those thoughts, if we don't have that non-immersive sex and then look back and be like, oh, that was okay, but instead we decide to consider those thoughts, why did those thoughts arise? Why did those thoughts happen during that experience? then we get something out of it. 
we get a sexual experience out of it in a way, an after-sexual experience. And it's one of the reasons why I say, you know, we don't have sex to immerse ourselves, to be uh, one with one another. No, that's not why we have sex. We have sex so we can think about having sex after and before we have it. I mean, after all, most of our sexual experiences take place in our imagination. That's the majority of them. The commingling, which isn't really a commingling that happens during sex, is an instance of us finding our own boundaries, of being alone together with another person. So when we're alone together with another person, then we realize, oh, we're both separate. Ah, but we're both separate. There's two of us. So we're conjoined in an imaginative way. And when I have sex, with myself later, when I imagine you, when I masturbate thinking of you, when I'm just walking through my day and a pornographic image of you pops up in my head, then there's a connectivity there that's not even achievable through the sexual experience because you exist through me in that moment. So sex does bring us together, but through showing us that we're apart. Sex is not immersive. It's an act of loneliness and separation that feels amazing. And uh, part of that is having those thoughts during sex. They don't just turn off. Okay, <laughs> you got a lot of my philosophy about sex uh, there <laughs> in this little 15 to, uh, what, 20 minute almost episode of Against Saturdays coming out on a Friday. I hope you liked it. I hope it uh, inspires you to think uh, more and differently about sex. And I do hope you will sign up uh, for the course. I want to say one more thing. I'm moving to Ireland in, gosh, uh, less than a week. <laughs> and uh, so one of the reasons why I set up the course was to help support my move. If you don't feel like you want to uh, uh, sign up for the course and you don't feel like you can support my Patreon, uh, which I do suggest you also do, patreon.com forward slash Connor Habib, um, then if there's a way that you want to support me um, through sending a gift rocket or something like that, let me know um, because I can really use all the support I can get right now for this relocation. It's a, it's a big deal. But otherwise, just go and sign up for the course. You'll get a lot out of it. Um, and it will contribute to my relocation and the stuff I do in the world. So go to ConnorHabib.com, sign up for God, Sex, Death, which is on the 20th, this coming Sunday, or uh, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash ConnorHabib, and sign up at any of those levels from a dollar up to $100. It all makes a big difference and uh, could really use it in my life right now. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a good weekend, and I'll talk to you again on Tuesday, but with a guest, um, or maybe on the course. <laughs> Bye.